0: Hey guys, how are you doing? I am recording this from my closet. (laughs) I am recording this during my ninth week of quarantine. I am recording this before I have to go tape a bunch of workouts for the new app and also in between writing words for my new book that is due on Friday. All of that to say there is a lot going on and there's a lot going on because of quarantine. Like so many of the decisions that I'm making right now in my life are things that were necessary because we found ourselves inside of this new world and I thought it would be really interesting to – create a podcast for you guys about the idea of what does the rest of your 2020 look like now. I'm Rachel Hollis and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and the free information I found on the internet. In the 15 years that I've been building and scaling my company, I have become deeply passionate about helping other entrepreneurs to do the same. So each week, I'll be sharing tangible and tactical advice and inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life and your business. This is the Rise Podcast. If you are part of our next 90 days community challenge, and I hope that you are because it's free and every single week we put out video classes about a topic that we feel like will be helpful during this COVID world that we're all living inside of. But this week's theme is resilience. Resilience is how fast can you get back up? How quickly can you recover after you are thrown off course or hurt or you go through something difficult? And because we're talking about this idea of resilience this week, I promised that community that I would create a podcast about how to recast your 2020 vision. I mean, I love a goal. I assume that you guys know that. I assume that you have hung out with me long enough that you know I am the queen of figuring out a goal, figuring out how to get there. I do it in my business life, my professional life. I do it in my personal life or how i mother or how I want to show up as a wife or how I want to show up as a leader or how I want to grow and scale our company. I love setting goals because I really believe that the joy in life or the purpose in life comes from when we see traction in the areas of our life that we care about. Let me say that again because I want to make sure that you get this. i my last book, Girl Stop apologizing, was truly all about how to achieve a goal. It's something that I am so focused on. and I think it can rub some people the wrong way because they think that a goal has to be. About money or has to be about business or has to be about weight loss or whatever. We associate the word goal with the industries that it's most often pulled inside of. But I believe a goal can be about anything. A goal can be about how you wanna show up as a parent. A goal can be that you wanna go back to school and become a teacher. A goal can be that you grow stronger in your faith, like literally any kind of goal. It just has to be something that you care about. And once you start to see traction, once you once you start to see that you're really making strides, even if they're little, toward this thing that you care about, to me, that's where we find purpose. And purpose is what so many people are struggling with in the midst of quarantine. So I was so excited to set my 2020 vision and here's what I'm going to achieve and here's what I'm going to do because I've done that at the beginning of every year for the last decade. And I think a lot of you did too. Maybe you had a New Year's resolution or maybe you had a few things that you wanted to take on. But for most of us our goals for our life in this year have been knocked sideways. And there's something kind of like awfully ironic about it that 2020, year, this 2020 vision and 2020 is our golden year and the roaring 20s, like all these things that we thought were going to be in 2020. And now, no matter where you live in the world, it's something else entirely. But I really believe that resilience and the idea of bouncing back is about reclaiming a sense of control in your life. And I don't think that you can feel a sense of control in your life or a sense of purpose in your life if you don't know where you're headed. And you can't know where you're headed into, and you can't know where you're headed unless you take some time and actually figure out where you want to go. So today's podcast is my best attempt to help you recast your 2020 vision for the rest of this year. The the thing I know for sure is that nobody knows what's coming. That's what I know for sure. And because nobody knows what's coming, we have this impulse to believe that nothing really matters anymore. Like why should I even have a goal because I don't know what's going to happen and therefore I can't achieve it and so it's not worth my time. I think a lot of people are struggling with the idea right now that because the future is uncertain that they shouldn't plan for any certain future. Ooh, that was good. Let me say it again. There are people who are so fearful That the future is uncertain, that they don't think they should plan for any kind of certainty in their future. So let's start there. Before I jump into the things that you can do to recast your 2020 vision, I wanna start with the most important thing because nothing else I say today will matter if you don't get this. You are struggling with quarantine, you are struggling with COVID, you are struggling with the uncertainty of the world. Because you you realize, maybe for the first time ever, that you are not in control. For the first time, maybe ever in your life, you don't have the ability to do the things that you used to be able to do. In my city right now, uh, we are, um, what's it called? We have um, a stay-at-home order. So we're not supposed to leave our house. And if we do, it's only to go to the grocery store, or the pharmacy, and we need to wear a mask and gloves. And uh, those are things that did not exist in my world 10 weeks ago. 10 weeks ago, I was a—I felt sort of this freedom of being able to do whatever I wanted. I could go to the grocery store. I could go get coffee. I could go out to dinner with my husband. And suddenly, I am not in control of that anymore. And so many people are struggling because They feel like they don't have control. But the truth, listen, the truth is we were never in control. We were never, ever in control of what would happen to our lives. We allowed ourselves to believe that that was not true. If you've ever lost a loved one without warning, then you know that you are not in control of your life. If you've ever experienced getting laid off, or maybe you're dealing with that right now, if your business has gone under, if a partner has cheated on you, if you've gotten sick or someone you love has gotten seriously sick, then you understand that you were never, ever in control. Because we don't know what life is going to look like from one day to the next. We never have been able to know what life was going to look like from one day to the next. But because we all had this sense of being in control of little things, truly. Like, oh, you were you were in control of the fact that you could go get coffee if you wanted to. Or that if you were able to drive to your job, that you would be able to do work and you would be paid for that work like – Those were very small things in your life that you felt some semblance of control over and it gave you a sense that you were in control of everything. I hope that I'm making sense because what I want you to get is that you haven't lost control. You haven't because you never had it. You haven't lost control of the world because you were never in control of the world. You were only ever in control of yourself. Think about it. What has been removed from you is your ability to control yourself and your actions as it pertained to the routines that you had before all of this started. That's what you've lost. But it feels like such a greater loss because it comes with the reality that you are unfortunately human. And that means that you are beholden to forces greater than yourself. I know that there are people listening to this who were in Nashville when a tornado came through and killed several people. I know there are people listening to this who have been in cities where there were earthquakes or hurricanes or other natural disasters. You don't have control of that, right? I think that's why the season feels depressing and hard for a lot of people and, and honestly myself too at times because I am reminded that I was never in control. And I think when I'm reminded that I was never in control, it makes me think of times in my life, in my childhood or seasons where I was going through true trauma, it reminds me of a sense of feeling out of control. And that makes me anxious or that makes me feel depressed. I think that what's happening in the world around us for so many people has triggered emotions that actually have nothing to do with our current reality. And so, and, and 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 look, I know that's not true for everybody. I know that there are people who are listening to this who are going through loss, who do have loved ones who are sick, who are essential workers, who are showing up every day at a hospital or having to work with patients or or having to do... Be, first responders, and so you are genuinely dealing with the fear and uncertainty of that. But removed from that, y'all, there is power in reclaiming a sense of control over what you can control. And a goal or a vision that you have of the future is one of the easiest ways to grasp for that is one of the easiest ways to focus on something greater than the world that you find yourself in right now. So, the first thing that I need you to do, and this is not easy, but I need you to make peace with the unknown. I need you to make peace with the fact that you do not know what the future is going to bring. And the only way that you can make peace with an unknown future, which P.S. has literally always been the only kind of future that you've ever had in front of you was an unknown future. The only way that you can make peace with that is to do some work. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. To harness the strength from your past and to live wholly in the present. To harness the strength from your past meaning. I, I hope that, that some of y'all have been with me long enough. I hope you've read the books or maybe you've come to Rise Conference before. And so you know we do a ton of work in our past. We do a ton of work in our past because I believe that the power in our future, the power in our present, and the foundation that we build our lives on top of is found in what we have overcome and endured in the past. Plenty of people will look at their past and only see the things that happened to them, only see the hurt, only see the loss. But if you hang out with me, that means that you at least want to, or maybe have already made the decision to see the things that have happened to you in your past that have made you stronger. Those things in your past have made you a warrior. Those things in your past have made you capable of taking on what comes next. Seriously, whatever you have endured, whatever you have gone through, you have fought so hard to get to this place. You are not going to be taken out by quarantine. You are not going to be taken out by getting furloughed. I freaking know. I know that it is hard. I know what it means to struggle financially. I know that you have things in your life right now that are truly terrifying you, but you and I both know that you've been through worse. You've been through worse. You have endured things that are more difficult than this. And they have made you strong enough to keep going. Strength in your past and then the ability to live in your present. To live in your present when the future is as crazy and unknown as it as it is right now. You have to find a way to exist here today. What can you work on today I think of it like right now I'm 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 on deadline for a book which PS is you know exactly what I should be doing when I'm on deadline for a book is record a podcast But when I'm on deadline for a book, um, if, you're, if you're not an author, I'll tell you that when you sign a book contract, you are signing a contract for a certain amount of words. You have to turn in a certain amount of words. So with my fiction books, I was turning in 90,000 words. With my cookbooks, I was turning in less words. I can't remember what that was. Maybe 25,000 because there's so many pictures. And with nonfiction, you turn in 65,000 words. At least that's what my contracts are for. If I think about the fact that I have to turn in 65,000 words, I will feel so discouraged. If I think about the future and all the things that are in front of me, I will feel so discouraged because I have written many books and I know how hard it is to find 65,000 words to string together. However, if I focus on just today, and what my goals are in this day, what I need to do today in order to have the future, in order to have a future where I turn in 65,000 words at some point, then today I need to write 1,000 words. 1,000 words for me is much more achievable and controllable than looking at everything that has to happen in the future. So I would ask you, if you're struggling to stay in the present, Understand that there's power in being able to focus only on what needs to be done today and not what needs to be done every single day for the next 90. The second thing that I'm going to ask you to do is to be specific about the life that you want. Be specific about the life that you want. Now look, I have been talking to you about this concept for a while now. And maybe some of you have even gone through processes with me where you have helped, you know, you've done the Start Today journal and you've done My Priority Planner and you've figured out the specific life that you want. But the gift, and yes, I said gift, the gift for us in what is happening right now is that we can get even more hardcore. The process of my life, and I truly believe that me living the best, most joyful, most authentic life that I can is continuing to strip away at the things that do not matter. So if you were in Next90 with us, then you were a part of last week's lessons, which were all about essential. And we came up with the idea for that week because I read this book called essentialism and maybe you got to hear my interview last week with Greg McEwen who wrote the book but the entire point is how do we figure out what matters most in our lives so that we can focus mainly on that and let everything else fall away the beauty in quarantine is that gosh I hope you can get super hardcore and specific about what actually matters what are the things that you have been wanting to do or wanting to let go of that you have been able to do in quarantine? So for instance, maybe you were way overcommitted by volunteering. Maybe you show up for the church bake sale and you volunteer in your kids classroom and you have sports with them three nights a week and you host the company holiday party and you do the fundraisers. Maybe you were having crazy overcommitments before all of this happened. And quarantine means that all of that or most of that went away. And the reason it matters right now is you cast the vision for what the rest of this year looks like. The reason it matters that you figure out what you want in your life is if you're not careful, the world will go back to normal. And I'm using air quotes. The world will go back to normal and you will go right back into the life you do not want. This is an incredible opportunity to figure out what you will and won't let go of. Like for me personally, you guys, if you know my schedule at all, you know that I have to travel a ton for work. And I don't wanna do that. I do not want to travel for work like I have done the last two years. And I just kept finding myself like committed, 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 like always on the road, always on the road. And I have had nine weeks at home with my family. Nine weeks. Yes, I'm in the ninth week of quarantine and that feels crazy. But the blessing in that is that I have wanted for years to just have time without travel and I'm in it. And I will tell you right now, I refuse to go back to what it was. Because look, when this all gets straightened out, Everybody who was doing anything with you before is going to want to know, okay, now things are back and now, okay, do you want to go ahead and do that thing and should we reschedule? And if you know, if you're specific about what you want and the life that you want, you have the ability to say no. The first thing was accept the unknown. The second thing was be specific about the life that you want. And the third is be specific about what you will not bring into the rest of this year. I hope that you are taking notes. Like I'm not, this is not one of those podcasts where I'm just talking and it's just for fun. You're listening in the background. Write this down. If we're casting a vision, that means that you need to do some work. So I want you to write these ideas down and use it to build the vision of what comes next. What will you not bring into the rest of this year slash ever again? What have you learned in this quarantine that does not matter? And frankly, what have you learned that truly matters? Some of you have reconnected with family members and friends that you now know that that was more important, that that needs to take a higher precedence than all the things you thought were important. Gosh, there is such a beauty in the clarity of this season, in the clarity of understanding what does not matter I mean I am making a list in real time I am making a list the things that I'm going to let go of the things that I don't want in my life that other people think should be in my life that I don't want there and the beauty of this time oh gosh it's tenfold but one of the pieces to me is the reminder that life is short so many people are Being reminded right now that life is so short and it's not worth wasting a single second on things that do not serve you. So ask yourself what do you want to bring into the rest of this year and what will you absolutely not? What do you need to leave behind? The next thing that I want you to do is to write out your vision. Write out your vision. Write out the vision that you have of what the rest of this year will look like. I want you to get a notebook paper and write it out like you're writing out scenes from a book or scenes from a movie. I want you to be as specific as possible. In fact, when this all first started happening and I was having anxiety about what would happen to our business and what this would mean for our family and just you know the worries that we all have, right? I actually opened my notebook and wrote the perfect like how my best self would handle covid and quarantine, like how my best self would lead my team, how my best self would be a mom. I wrote it out. Because seeing it written out for me and maybe it's because I I'm a writer and I have I love like imagining a future, but I think there's something really powerful to give your brain something to cling on to, right? Because otherwise, the brain is just sort of spinning out on all the things it doesn't know. But if you can write out, and I hope you take several pages, and I don't want you to overthink it, and I don't want you to judge yourself, and I don't want you to talk yourself out of the ideas that you have, I just want you to write how the best version of you would finish out the rest of this year. We're almost in June, which means... I would have done a podcast anyway on you having a six-month check-in with your goals. So cast a vision for yourself. I like to write it out in a notebook and then I like to take what I wrote out and create a vision board out of magazine clippings. Whatever makes sense for you. If you're a more visual person, do it that way. I like to talk about my vision with my friends. It's my best friends and I always constantly are sharing our future with each other. And here's what I'm thinking and here's what it'll be like. And then we get to root each other on and then we get to hold each other accountable. We had, um, uh, we have a friend who needed to let go of something in their life and we sat down and talked about it at the beginning of the year. I think it was in December of 2019 and we were all casting our vision and this friend like needed to let go of this thing. that was huge, huge in their life. And By telling us that they needed to let go of it, we were the accountability squad that held them accountable. And so every time we would check in, it was like, how's this thing going? How's this thing going? And finally, they were able to make a separation. They were able to choose the future that they wanted. They were able to leave behind the thing they knew they should not keep carrying. And frankly, the only reason they were still carrying it was because they were worried about the opinions of other people. And what other people would think if they let this thing go. And by letting this thing go, quite honestly, if people cared, this friend of mine doesn't even really know. Because most of those stories we're making up in our own head anyway. But the freedom that they have been able to experience because of the choice that they made was everything. So write out the vision that you have for yourself. whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats, that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. I am taking my four children away this weekend This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. And if you do the Start Today Journal, if you do my Start Today Journal, you're like, this is very similar to Start Today Journal. Yeah, it is. But I'm asking you to recast the vision based on what your life looks like right now today. Some of you laid out a goal for yourself that is just not something that you can work toward right now, right? So you need to re- reimagine the next thing that I'm going to tell you to do. So you have this vision of the future and then I want you to have one goal that you are going to work on. One goal that gets you closer to the vision that you have of the rest of this year. Now y'all, if you do start today practice with me, then you know that I normally tell you to cast a vision 10 years in the future. I'm like cast 10 years in the future and then figure out what you can do today. No, no, no. I don't want you to do that. There will be a time and a place there will be a time and a place for us y'all to get back to the 10 year vision of our lives. It's not in May of 2020. It's not. What we need to do right now is to pull our vision closer, pull it in tighter, get it into the next six months. I want you to think of the vision as the next six months. And then I want you to come up with a single goal that will help you manifest that vision. And Goals are so important. Like if you are struggling with a sense of control, if your life feels out of control, work toward a goal. If you – if you're, it's like – it's so silly but we've talked about this a ton. Like something simple. If your life feels out of control and you make a decision that every single day you're going to take your weenie dog on a walk around the neighborhood – And you're going to challenge yourself to go a little bit further on your walk every single day with your weenie dog. His name is Carmichael. Carmichael the weenie dog. You and Carmichael, you're going to go around the block. And right now your health is at a place where you can only do a quarter of a mile. And you challenge yourself every day no matter what. You and Carmichael, you're going out for your stroll. And you do a quarter mile and then now you're going to challenge the next week or three weeks from now or a month from now you're going to go to half a mile. And then another month, you're going to challenge yourself to go to three quarters of a mile, but you're going to keep pushing yourself. I swear to you, if you have never done this before, you do not understand the power in traction. You do not understand. It doesn't even matter what it is. You could set a goal to make the greatest jalapeno cheddar cornbread the world has ever known. That could literally be your goal. I don't care what the goal is. I care that you start working toward it. So you start making your cornbread and the first time it's okay but not great. And then the second time you figure out the exact right amount of jalapeno so it's not too spicy. And then the next time you figure out, you know what, I don't like this cheese. I want some Tillamook cheddar over here. I'm going to get a little Oregon cheddar up in this business. like. And you just keep testing and and, and, and tweaking and figuring it out. It doesn't matter what the goal is, y'all. It matters that you make progress in an area you care about. Freaking A, are you listening to me? Make progress in anything so long as it's something that you care about. It will give you a sense of purpose. It will give you a sense of control. And it will give you confidence. It's why. It's like when we get this specific, you guys. When we get this specific about what it is that we want and we start working toward it. It's, it's, it makes us feel so fantastic about ourselves. And when you have confidence in one area of your life, suddenly you start to wonder what else in your life can you affect? It's why start today journal exists. It's why I created the priority planner for real. Like I, I don't care what the goal is. I just knew, especially women who had never really taken it into their hearts before, I knew that if I could introduce women all over the world to this idea of goal setting about literally anything, and if I could keep them focused, and if they could be intentional and specific, and if they started to make traction, I knew that they would gain confidence. And then I knew that that confidence would help them to have more self-esteem and to feel better about themselves. And it's just this domino. It's this chain reaction that happens. I don't care what the goal is. I care that you have one. Please, if you you have a priority planner, I'm going to challenge you to use it. I love you. I love you so much. And I'm so grateful that you support our company. I love that you love Target as much as we do. I love that you all went out and you're getting your planners. You, you bought it when it came out in January. So many of you have got the new line. Thank you. Thank you. I do not want you to buy my product. I want you to use my product. In fact, I would rather that you not buy it and do the practice in a notebook. I would ra- I just want you to do it because so many people I'm like the DMs and the emails and the th- the notes that we're getting people feel so lost and I don't have every answer but I know for a fact that having a sense of accomplishment that having a sense of a purpose that having direction will make you feel more centered and it doesn't matter what kind of chaos is going on in the world around you if you feel grounded and centered in who you are and what's going on with your life. The last thing that I'm going to tell you to do as you move forward into what this goal is and what this future is, I want you to think of people who exemplify that vision. So if I had, okay, like this is random, but this is what just popped in my head. If my vision was, I want to make more food from scratch, I want to grow all my own vegetables, I want to be like a homesteader and like farm and live a simpler life, then the person who pops in my brain, and I know this is different because she's a TV star and like a gajillionaire, but like I would think of Joanna Gaines. So I would think, okay, Joanna Gaines might not have all the answers for me, but if I wanted to reach for kind of a more simple life- then that's someone whose behavior I might be able to model. Or at the very least, she's created content that I can consume that will show me that world that I'm admiring. If I wanted to um, build a business, I will tell you in the past, one of the people who has inspired me most is Phil Knight. One of my favorite books ever is a book called Shoe Dog and it's about the story of Nike and how hard it was for them to build Nike. Nike, one of the biggest companies in the world and how many times it almost went bankrupt and how hard it was to be a leader and how from the outside, like it seemed like things are so great, but it was really hard. Like I am so inspired by CEOs and entrepreneurs and leaders. And so if I know that my vision of the next six months of my life involves that, Well, I can go find books or podcasts or I could watch documentaries. Oh, Michelle Obama has a new documentary. Everyone go watch it. But like I can go model behavior of people I admire and get inspired and feel a sense of solidarity and make sure that I'm consuming content that correlates with the life I want. Like if I say that the six-month vision that I have of my future is like more natural and like... Closer to myself and, like, more present and stronger in my faith or stronger as a mom or whatever. But then my, my media is filled with Kardashians. And, like, I don't know the Kardashians, you guys. I don't watch their stuff. I'm not dogging whatever to each their own. But do you understand that if my vision of my life was that I'm going to get back to a more simple version of me – and then I go consume content created by people who are known for, like, the most stunning makeup, the most stunning hair, the most, like, curated outfits that are, like, super sexy and, like, cut to their body. And, like, just all if, – if I say that I want a vision of simplicity and natural and whatever, but I'm consuming content that looks the other way – My brain – I'm confusing what I said I wanted and I'm filling my brain with something that says this is the standard of female beauty. This is what I'm supposed to aspire to. This is where it's at. Does that make sense? I'm using the Kardashians and like Joanna Gaines. It doesn't matter. I have no like – I don't, if you're into the Kardashians, live your life because maybe your vision of the next six months is like you're going to get really good at makeup and I freaking love that for you. I don't care what it is. You just need to make sure that your actions match your vision. Do the actions you take match the vision of what you want? Because you have to put the goal in front of yourself, put the vision in front of yourself and then everything in your life needs to be in support of this thing. So... I hope that gives you some idea and I hope that you will spend the time to figure it out. If you want to do a meditation, I know I've said this a gajillion times, but if you want to do a meditation on the future and how to figure out what that looks like, I do one in episode 72 and in that episode, I'm talking about a 10-year vision. But if you just in your brain replace 10 years with six months but use the same prompts That will help you to cast a bigger vision of what the next six months could be. You are never in control of what happened in the world around you. But you have always, always been in control of your response to it. You are responsible for what you do in the next six months. Millions and millions of people will quit. Millions of people have already decided that 2020 is a wash. Millions of people have already decided that they're going to wait until January and start again. But not us. We have people counting on us. We have children counting on us. We have teams counting on us. We are counting on us. We do not want to backtrack. We don't want to lose momentum. We don't want to lose this life that we have created. And if that is the case, then you have to cast a new vision. The old vision that you had for this year, it's obsolete. It's different now. You can have the same goals, but they have to exist inside a new vision. There's power in taking control. Challenge yourself today to cast a vision for your future, and then do the things necessary to see that come to fruition. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I hope that you are part of our next 90-day challenge so you can watch the video I made about resilience this week. Last week was about how to figure out what is essential. We've talked about productivity, how to reach for joy. There's so much great free content. You can get it over at theholliscode.com forward slash next 90, next 90. And if you like today's episode, man, I super would appreciate if you would subscribe to this podcast subscribe. Some of you listen all the time and you are not subscribed. It's the easiest thing in the world and you get a notification every time I post a new episode, which is every Tuesday. All right, you guys, I'll see you next week. I guess I won't see you, but I'll talk to you next week. And until then, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of The Rise Podcast. Coming up next, we have our next 90 days teaching sneak peek right after this message from one of our sponsors. It's spring, guys, or it's very close to spring, which means it's very close to the time of the year where I start planting my garden for summer. And this year, I was really excited to add a lemon tree not from a seed, but like an actual tree. Did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the US with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the US? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive Guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners of my show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Rach at checkout. Guys, get a lemon tree like me. We can be twins. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code RACH at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code RACH. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply.
1: Register today at thisisils.org.
0: Welcome back to our weekly Next 90 Days Check-In. Our team is hard at work bringing you all of the things to keep your motivation high and your cup filled as we tackle this wild, hard season of quarantine. If you're not familiar with our Next 90 Days Challenge, then let me give you a little insight. Each and every week, we pick a theme that we feel like will be helpful honestly, to us, but also to our community during this time. So it's things like finding joy or creating great habits or what is truly essential or how to be productive. It's all of the things that we feel like we're struggling with a bit. And every single week, along with the theme, myself or Dave teach a digital lesson. And along with that digital lesson, you get free downloads and workbooks and different things to work through all inside our learning portal. And here is the best part. It is 100% free. It was our chance to give back to our community who has supported us so much. So if you like the sound of this lesson, if it feels like it might be interesting to you, then head over to HollisCode.com forward slash next 90. That's theholliscode.com forward slash next 90 Or you can click on the link that are in the show notes wherever you listen to this podcast. Hey guys, it's Rachel here and welcome to, I don't even know what week this is. I don't, um, I don't know why, that's terrible. I should know what week of the next 90 day challenge this is, but I don't. I don't, and uh, this looks like a little different than the classes that I normally am teaching because I, in real time, I'm just gonna be super honest, I do not have time to do my hair and makeup for you. I don't have time to sit down in the fancy camera. I am in my room, um, in between one project and another, and I was sort of stressing about wanting to make sure that I showed up well and um, taught you guys in the way that I want to do my very best for you as a teacher. And then I thought, you know, there's um there's I think some beauty in the truth of what this week looks like for me. And it ties in really beautifully to this week's theme in our in our in our journey which is resilience. What does it look like to be resilient? And if I talk about resilience in my own life, it will explain why it is 11:22, and i you know am wearing basically a onesie i look like i'm about to go like fly a jet plane with goose please tell me you got that reference um but the resilience for me looks like figuring it out and making it work and that's what i want to talk to you guys about this week so i have the definition of resilient which is A person able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. A person able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. And man, that feels like where we're at right now. That feels like what we need, uh, each and every one of us, is the ability to bounce back, to stand back up and go again. And what I think about when it comes to COVID and quarantine and where we all are, is the difference between what resilience looked like for me nine weeks ago and what resilience looks like today and i'm going to assume that maybe you and i are on some similar paths but if we're not in the same place then maybe one of these applies to you so resilience to me eight nine weeks ago when all of this first started turning and we were going to have to go into quarantine and we're going to have to start working virtually and my business was threatened by what was happening The ability to withstand the uncertainty and to recover quickly, for me, looked like pivoting, pivoting fast. And we had to make some decisions as a company, we had to make some decisions as a family of things that we would let go of, of projects that we had to take a step back from. We were in the middle of looking for a bunch of different roles in our company. We had to put a pause on that. We had to get creative. That's where things like Rise Live and a virtual conference comes from. That's why we pushed up the launch of our Rise app, which wasn't supposed to come out until much later this year, but we pushed it up and made it work because we had to. Resilience looks like bouncing back and you all have heard me talk about how seriously I take my role as a leader and the founder of this company and the CEO, and not just the ability to support my team, but also, you know, like I have a house, I have bills, I have kids, I got grocery bills and gas, and just like you, there's, there's things that I need to be able to do. And in order to be able to do them, I have to keep making money at my job. And my job was suddenly threatened by what was happening in the world, just like many of you. And not only was my job threatened, but gosh, my, sense of self, my security, my not knowing, like all of these things were sort of swirling around in my brain, which is where the first part of the idea of resilience comes in, which is withstand. Can you withstand the pressure? Can you withstand the uncertainty? The weird thing is, it's always been uncertain, to some extent. Our lives have always, as much as we had, um the belief that we were in control and that we were certain of our future, it's actually always been uncertain. It's just now that that, that uncertainty is kind of shoved in our face, which throws off everything, which begs you to ask the question of can you withstand what is happening? Even when it's scary, even when you feel unsure, can you withstand the pressure? It's why, I just am gonna go to my grave talking about this idea of five to thrive and talking about, and it doesn't have to be my, I mean, if you're doing the challenge with us, you're doing your five things every day. But it's why I have those core principles of my life that I believe in, that I hold on to because I think that they make me physically and mentally strong enough to withstand whatever is happening in the world around me. So that first week, resilience looked like withstanding and it looked like bouncing back. It, it looked like coming back quickly. It looked like pivoting fast because I had to. Because I had a why that was so great and so powerful. I had this leverage of all of these people who are counting on me. I had to figure it out. And I had to do it as fast as possible and it had to work. It had to and it still has to. There's no end in sight for many of us. 30 million people unemployed right now in the US. And I'm sure if you're watching this in another country, you're experiencing similar situations where you are. There isn't necessarily an end in sight, which means that we have to keep, we have to keep on. We have to keep making sure that we're making smart decisions, that we're making good choices, that we're taking care of ourselves so we can take care of others. That's what it looks like to be resilient when you first go through something like this.